Hello, listeners, beautiful and adoring fans of Rip Rop. This is your illustrious co-host, Del Harris, returning for yet another episode. I have a special surprise for all of you this time. Uh, I've got a new co-host with me here, and I'm excited to sort of show him off to all of you. He followed me home on a dark and stormy night. Well, really, he, he, he never actually left since the last <laughs> recording, and um, we decided it would be fitting to just sort of let him take over with me. So without th- uh, further ado, my new co-host... Patrick Riley here oh, on the Rip Rop team. What's going on, everybody? Excited to be here. Um, you fit yeah, like a glove. Fit like a glove, you know? I got the lighting thing going on, the musician, and now I get to be on a cool talk show. This is amazing. That's so, right. You dabble in a lot of things, don't yeah, you? Yeah, love that. We'll, we'll get around to that in some of, these, uh, some of these interviews and talks here. I'm sure we will. Now, just to go over for some of the new listeners who maybe are hearing for the first time, uh, the concept here on Rip Rop is that we each bring on a guest, mm-hmm. and neither of us knows who the other person's guest is until the last possible minute. Yes. So I don't know who you've brought. I hope that they're interesting. Uh, Oh, they are. I I hope they're tall. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm excited to hear what comes out of it, and uh, I think you're going to do great, man. Let's get to to it. Let's get to it. I can't wait. Let's go, Planning Houses. cannot convey enough how excited I am for this rip-rop of all rip-rops. Uh, an old <laughs> friend of mine from high school is here to be your date, Pat. Yes. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah. He's thoroughly vetted. He's thoroughbred. Triple A, top shelf, kind of like yourself. Sorry, to interject, like, you're going to be a really great co-host, I believe in Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really believe I'm, in I'm you. feeling it in the air. Me too. Is that... Is that body odor? Is that old, yeah? Is I knew, that I knew you were gonna bring it there. You brought your zest. <laughs> I knew it. <clears throat> All right, fine. Well, look, uh, this is gonna be a good podcast. I'm really stoked to have you on board. Thanks for coming. And uh, to segue over to our guest here, this is my friend, your date, Chris Mathian, uh, aka Mathian. I went to high school with this guy. He's known. Uh, he's known me a long time, for better or for worse. He he knows old Dell. Before I reinvented myself and grew my hair out. Uh, I can tell you how lame I used to be. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it, it I think you guys are going to get along. It was bad. I can't it, wait to con- converse with you. You're both level 50 bards. Ooh, nice. I don't know. Uh, it's a D&D reference. That's for the audience. Oh, pure and simple. Don't even worry about it. Um, Did you get so, No. No. Chris Mapian, meet Pat Riley. Nice to meet you. Pat Riley, hello. Looking you don't have to kiss to yet, but I just soon. think it's going to happen. Soon, okay. Soon, soon. Uh, shall I introduce my guest now? Please. Um, I brought a friend that I met you, uh, met him about three years ago, four years ago, uh, by the name of Brian Sperry. Um, Brian Sperry. Amazing yeah. artist out in Chicago. I'm pretty sure all of you have seen his work somewhere uh, or another, but he is, um, build, he builds mannequins. He, he has this thing that has, uh, called, what is it, Warriors of Warriors the Warriors of the Apocalypse, yeah, yes. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that... You've all seen this around, um, whether it's um, the, his actual artwork in, in the actual physical form, or there are a bunch of posters down. Um, uh, where is that? Over by uh, Bottom Lounge. There's a lot of your yeah. there's posters up I go, there. I, I poster bomb. There you go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, oh, he's yeah. a poster bomber. Yeah, yeah. I, yep. I, I do stencils, too. 
I haven't hit your neighborhood yet, though, but I'm, I'm coming up. Please, please. I'm going to leave you guys a stencil Stay before clear. I Stay I like that. Pat, I like that for our first, like, official podcast together, you and I both chose, like, artistic terrorists. Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. Like, just bombers. I mean, and, the day I met Ryan, I knew core. that the, he, you were, uh, this is a character that I needed in my life, and I, I need to hear more from him. So I'm oh. checking in on him. It's been a couple years that we've actually sat down, but... Looking forward to hearing what, what yeah. happens tonight. Solid. Well, let's let our guests um, introduce themselves probably a little bit better than we could. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do you say, man? Hey, uh, I go by the name of Mathian. It's, it's my last name, so it's pretty easy for me to remember. You're one of those blessed individuals who was born with a brand for a last name. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got great uh, SEO. <laughs> Search engine optimization. That's actually how I found you for this uh, for this podcast. I, I take up the first two pages of Google. I just Googled, <laughs> how do I good podcast? I and will good never. And good G-U-D, and you were the first response. I will <laughs> never be the first page on Google. No. Because that the coach of the Miami Not heat. yet, man. I mean, just, you got to work for it. That's funny, yeah. You got to, you know, he better watch the throne, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, my full name is Delwyn Harris, and I am forever the Lakers coach on Google. Oh, wow. So we're both just so doomed. Del and I also went to high school with a kid named Pat Riley. It's true. Remember him? Totally different Pat Riley. Wow. Way yeah. less successful than you. you well, we don't really know now. I don't know what he's doing. Here. I assume. He used to expose himself. <laughs> I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> I'm sure he still loves ranch dressing on everything. <laughs> That was a different person. <laughs> so, 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 so tell me more, though. You're my guest. I want to hear more. Uh, I'm a producer artist. Uh, I I do a lot of um, I do a lot of work with other artists. I do a lot of session work. I am an artist as well. I I travel around, play music. Uh, most of my stuff is studio work, though. I make a lot of records. Awesome. Yeah. Right up my alley. I like yeah. that. I knew you two would get along. You see, Pat over here is also a musician and multi-talented artist. What band are you in? Quotation marks. What bands? What band is he not in? I, right? I, I just think you're in a lot of stuff. <laughs> no, I heard you mention that you're in a band earlier. <clears throat> uh, um, well, uh, multiple ones. Um, but right now, there I played with Manic Focus. I play with um, a Jamiroquai tribute group, a Kid A group, oh. uh, which is a Radiohead group. If there's time. Oh no, I've I think I've yeah. seen that band. Yeah. Tinker, Tinker is uh. what. But yes. Uh, Brian. Yo. See you over there, buddy. How are you? <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess him. I was just looking at my. Uh, Looking at my Tinder, and I, it just occurred to me that you are indeed my date. I should quit being rude and talking to my other date's friends. It's all right. It's uh, all right. You want to tell everybody about yourself for a minute? Yeah, uh, Brian Sperry. Uh, born and raised in Chicago. Been around a long time. Living my uh, second life uh, right now. And right uh, artist, uh, raising hell and fucking shit up in the city. Huh? You know, uh, I do. Uh, we have a venue down in Pilsen uh, called the House of the Apocalypse. I have a uh, a series of sculptures that uh, are called the Warriors of the Apocalypse. And yes, we, amazing. We have a band called uh, the Warriors of the Apocalypse. They're also amazing. And uh, we have a whole little arts collective down in Pilsen with a lot of musicians and photographers and video guys and um, and uh, costume designers. There's a whole little like you guys have a crew. We got a little crew down in Pilsen. Oh, you got a crew. Yeah, we got a crew. Right on, man. We got to represent. We got to do a, We got to have a, a dance off, like the old days. <laughs> oh yeah. Break dance. Throw a little cardboard down. Yeah. I, have a, I have actually danced a lot in your studio. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, just Brian. What I what I like about you is that you look like sort of like a clone of 
Dustin Hoffman that like escaped the island and like made a name for itself. You know what? I get that a lot. I take that as a, <laughs> as, a as a compliment. Like, yeah, you do not look the way your art is. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. And that's fun. I don't mean that in a bad way. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, back in the day, when I was in my 20s, all the clothes were handmade and all painted up and, you know, the Mohawks and the whole whole nine and the the pockets full of drugs, you know. (laughs) Same uh, dude. uh, But now I'm a little more... uh, uh, I'm older now, so I'm just a little more... You're still very fun. I am. I'm a good time, yeah. So your drugs are in the medicine chest? Yes. Not in the pockets anymore? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) The drugs are... They're where they're supposed to be. Right. The drugs are prescription now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, not even that, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm I'm strictly straight up reality, man. There's there's no escape. That's probably the craziest drug there is. It is. I mean, we do yeah. drugs to escape reality because reality is such a bitch because the, the man's always coming after hey. you. You got taxes, you got tickets, you got, mm-hmm. you know, you got everything coming after you. So you want to escape and be like, fuck it. I don't, I don't want to. I saw something the other day on a bar bathroom wall and it said, you will never be mentally sober. Ooh. That was a, I mean, it's kind of true, though. No matter if you are sober, mm-hmm. your thoughts still, though, will drive That's you true. to some certain places. So. Yep. Mm. They like say, that. yeah, they say, Buddha says you are what you think, right? So you, uh, I try to constantly think of good, good. happy thoughts, yeah. and it's so hard in a, in a system, uh, you know, that, that we're in that is based on uh, oppressing you and oppressing your, your free will and, and destroying your soul, you know? So it's, mm. uh, that's basically what my art uh, represents, the, the freeing of our soul because we are subjugated by a system that just wants to destroy us mm-hmm. so that's what my art Brian, represents. You're, you're like the guy who survives the zombie apocalypse and like thrives yeah like yeah. you own like a city block and like <laughs> yeah. i can't walk there unless i like pay tribute oh I, I, it's like booby traps <laughs> I like everywhere like, i like that I like uh, can we we do me a favor I, I know what your artwork looks like but for our fireside chat listeners who are you know like deep in the trenches out there can you like describe your expression you yeah. probably could better than i could yeah, I mean, you yeah. work with mannequins right that's like a lazy way to say <clears throat> yeah i do work with mannequins uh they're called I, I, we call, I call them sculptures but uh but as an artist your art has to reflect what you're going through as an individual so right now i'm going through the uh, destruction of of america the destruction of our economy the the controlled uh stock markets everything that is here to subjugate us so I was learning about how we are all being controlled by a system and uh, everybody's always wants something and I wanted to free us from it. So um, basically like an assemblage artist, a found object guy, and I, I wanted to make a freedom fighter to fight against all this fucking tyranny that we have to deal with. <laughs> so I went to Maxwell Street, which is a great swap meet traditional in Chicago, and I got a couple mannequins and I said, I'm just gonna make I'm just gonna make one kick-ass freedom fighter. That represents basically my own superheroes. You know, yeah. you got you got all the other superheroes. I said I'm gonna make my own superhero, and so, so uh, cool. the next day I found some mannequins and I made a couple and uh, I showed my buddy. I was like, you know, come and check this. I mean, tell me what you think of this. So I have a whole group of artist friends. We all bounce ideas off of each other right. and critique each other's work. And they were like, that's fucking crazy, man. What is it? What you know? What is it? I was like, it's a freedom <laughs> it's your fighter. Problem, Brian. Yeah. And they were like, well, what what's the name of it? And I was like, oh shit. Now I have to come up with a name. And it's right. like, well, what is it? What does it what do, do it right? Yeah. So it all evolved from making one uh, one s- soldier, and then people asked me, what's the name? And I was like, well, this one's the name, you know, the defender of the faith, right? Uh, what does it do? You know, it, it fights against yeah. it fights against the system, <clears throat> right? 
So I started making one or two of these, and everybody started really grooving on them. And then I just went into this manic tear and uh, stopped working and, and locked manikin myself. Manikin tear. Thought, yeah, manikin tear. Like <laughs> <laughs> and just Bro. started. Yeah, that pun. was good. That was good. <laughs> and I just uh, kind of like, you know, you as a musician, when you when you hit on something and you just go down that wormhole and you lock yourself in, yeah. yep. you shed yourself in and you just create. And I went on this. You always know when it's great. You know when it's great. And uh, so I, I didn't talk to anybody. And I locked myself in my in my studio and made these things. Yeah. And then. One just, soldier then, into an army. Yep, that, one turn into an army. Yeah. I just Chris. got to look at your. Uh, he just showed me your your art on the oh. Instagram page. Yeah, I just oh, looked. He showed, showed Chris. My Instagram. fave after thirty seconds of looking yeah. is uh, the one with the forty-five. Uh, you know the little divider for the forty-five on the record. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that yeah, one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are my. Yeah. Uh, that's my. Uh, I have action figures now. So I go. I go oh, to the. Really? Yeah. I go to the second hands, and I buy all the action figures of like an Iron Man and the Hulk, right? And then I I take all the car parts. So I I find shit for free because yep. art can be so expensive. Mm -hmm. You want to get a canvas? It's gonna cost you a hundred bucks. That's like right? the you number wanna... one block to making art. It sucks. Yeah. Everything yeah. costs so much money. So I go on the street. Like before I leave your joint here today, I'll look on the street and find car parts or car bumpers well, or don't hubcaps. Be I got some cigarette parts if you want. <laughs> I'll use them, you know. So uh, I went to the second hand. It was uh, my girlfriend's idea. She went and bought me all these little superhero guys, and then I just glue pieces over them and turn them into my own superhero. Yeah. So that one, and it all people find a something that they like. If you're a musician or if you had old 45s, you'll find things you like. And I use shit from martini shakers, uh, you know, things from the kitchen, things from a cars, things from every meat grinders, whatever I could find that looks cool. You, and then, you, and left then the, the, you left a piece at our my old warehouse that had like headlights yeah. attached to it. Yeah, car <laughs> headlights. Jaguar. Yeah. It was like parts of a car. Exactly. Because yeah, it it's all, it's what is, I walk out my door, I'll be in my studio now. You're yeah. right, and I go. Oh, I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they you know my girlfriend. One she's man's like, yeah. And we go so, out there. We pick up all the parts and we make art out of it. It's, real, it's crazy. real quick, is if it I a, swing oh, it back okay. over to him now, uh, uh, is my favorite thing with his pieces too. Uh, one, he has a whole lady that's uh, like a disco ball. Yeah. Like uh, uh, thousands of mirrors. People love disco balls. Thousands yeah. of mirrors, and I know firsthand he's very, Myself very included. careful about it. You can't have any of that stuff fall off. Yeah. But the other one that's the most uh, it really needs recognition is you have a piece that has glass eyes that are super, super, super realistic, super realistic. and very yes. rare. Yes, yes. And people. that one, I remember being in your studio and being face to face with that and staring at it like I cannot believe this thing. Where'd you, uh, where'd yeah. you jack the rip those eyes from, man? You know what's great? It's a great story. History of Chicago. My friend, who's an artist, his father used to work in the, the window display in Marshall Fields downtown. And in the 1960s and 70s, when they made mannequins, they put fucking glass eyes in them, and they were beautiful. That's Nowadays, so creepy, though. It was creepy, but it was beautiful. Nowadays, they make mannequins. Yeah, they just make them all. They don't have any faces on yeah. them. They're just, you know, nowadays, everything is, is just produced. It's all about produced. that minimalism. Yeah, so these actually had these glass eyes, and his father died, rest his soul, and he had all these mannequins up in his attic, and he's like, hey, uh, I got some mannequins in my attic. And I went up to Nandy's glass <laughs> eyes, and I, oh, I bought them all from him. And the they're vintage. Someone can save yeah, you. you cannot find those mannequins anywhere. You know, even <laughs> if you go on eBay, you maybe might be able to find one little, you know, that someone will try, you know, oh, $2,000 for this mannequin, you know. But uh, that's the, so they have a little history of Chicago, and they're yeah. very interesting. I still have a couple of them over at the, uh, at the House of the Apocalypse. Do you know of any? Uh, do you know of any history about the person who maybe painted those eyes? I don't. Because my listen, this is crazy. It's a crazy connection. My dad got his eye poked out when he was like five years old, and 
and he grew up he in Chicago, and, a, and he went to a guy who painted his eye, and they were it was unbelievable. Awesome yeah. I saw a video where they have the, the eye painters, which is a one-haired brush, and they have them on a little vise, and they got the uh, you know the, the microscope on them, like and they're the painting glass beautiful. Yeah, look through. It'd be yes. crazy if the same guy painted my dad's eye. It'd be interesting, you know. Yeah, we could do a little research. We could, yeah, we could figure it out. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I I've been itching, um, musician myself. Uh, please tell me, like I need to know. What it is you do? Who do you work with? Tell me, tell me something here. Well, I work with a lot of people. Yeah, fess up, Chris. I was just with. Uh, let's see. Last week I did a track with Rich Jones. Shout out Rich Jones. Who's a, He's I don't want to call him a rapper because it kind of discredits what he does. He's just another artist. He's more he of a sings. Yeah, he's got a great personality. He's got a great singing voice. I did a track with him. Uh, I did some guitar tracks with uh, Peter Cottontail, who is Chance the Rapper's uh, music director. Awesome. Um, Pretty serious name drop there. Chance to rap. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> but uh, yes, I do. I do like you know guitar, background, background vocal work. But you know my my stuff that I do is all self-produced. Um, uh, I just kind of record stuff in my room like I always have, and uh, I put it out, and then I I hire a band to do it live. Why Why Chicago? Uh, I grew up out here. Okay, yeah. but 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 you feel that the music culture and the art culture, like both of you, how do you feel? Why Chicago? You know, I kind of just had to leave Toronto, and Chicago was the place that had the biggest network of yeah. like friends and and you know just connections, and it was very clear after you know a few days. I I've only been here for a couple weeks, but after a few well, days, look at you. here you are. Welcome yeah, back. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm green again, but. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it was clear after a few days of living here, I didn't even have a bed. I was sleeping on, a like, a mattress in a, in a spare room. And Perfect. That's how all musicians yeah. <laughs> It's a good name for a All artists. And it, it, was, it was plain as day that uh, I, I just felt like I was flourishing. Yeah. So now you're back mm -hmm. out here. You're playing again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you playing under the name of? Mathian. Mathian. So M A T H I E N. Again, with the, with the beautiful. Mathian. The, the name there. It's just what I, feel like I should, uh, Yeah. I feel like I should interject a little bit, like just a little anecdote about Chris, because uh, like we mentioned before, Chris and I went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. I've like sort of low, like low key known him a long time. Uh, we didn't really hang out together all the time in high school. He was a greaser and I was a soch. Yeah, exactly. Oh. exactly. Like, we took turns bullying each other. And, um, you know, I was like an art fuck, and he was like a music kid. And I had, you know, family problems, and his life's been a charm. But uh, I'm just kidding. Great. But, no, uh, I mean, really, jealousy. though. Like, great. Here, let me, My mom's better the, great. The anecdote and... I wanted to tell was, like, when I, when I went to college, uh, I went from Wheaton, where we're both from, to Chicago. Because, like, if you live next door to New York City, you don't just, like, not go to New York City just because you live there. Like, of course, you go to the big city and check shit out. Um, so I went to Chicago and, uh, I worked at the Virgin Megastore and there was a DJ who used to work there and do all the music for the business while they were open. His name's DJ Madrid. He's still out there killing it. Shout out DJ Madrid. And, uh, he used to randomly ask me for music suggestions. Like I guess when he ran out of material and was desperate, who knows? And I would give him MP3s that I'd burned to a CD of yours, Chris, from AstroPlanet.com. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, back in the day, before SoundCloud. This is like 2002, 2000, no, 2004, 2005. Yeah. These were CDRW You know, days. Facebook was rowdy. Yeah. The internet was fresh as fuck back then. Everyone was just getting away with shit. And uh, I used to, I OG pirated your songs and burned Ooh. them to a CD. There was no EP, there was nothing, and I just gave them to DJ Madrid, and he would play your shit off of Acid Planet. 
and we would have people like shopping at Virgin Megastore who would like be asking me and the retail associates like what is this like where do I buy this album and I'm like JK it's a fucking 24 year old dude you gotta go to Carbondale not for sale you gotta go to the dorms in Carbondale he'll burn you a CD I'm sure if you trade him beer he will give you a copy of all these songs but like that was that was so where I'm going with this is that that was the response to your music from like day one Mm -hmm. you know and your your music has always been very lyrical and very creative and personal, which I, is why I think it succeeds. You used to be signed to a record label. Um, Did you? Yeah, it's just like kind of an indie record label out here in Chicago. Um, and OVO. for for so long, they were trying to get the uh, the the URL the URL uh, for uh, Mathian and they couldn't get it because it belonged to this uh, photographer in France. No way. With the same last name as me, which would be pronounced Mathian. Mathian. And um, so after I got yeah. I got out of that deal, and after I got out of it, I figured out who owned it, and I contacted this guy, and I found him on Facebook, and I said, "Hey, what's up with Mathian.com? Do you own it?" And he said, "Yes." I tried uh, to. He, do, said, he said, "We." Yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. It's pronounced "we." Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he said we. <laughs> and I said who? No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we. <Bonk. laughs> I'm out of here. So I said, I said, basically, I was like, let me get that. You know, let me get that from you. And he was like, I figured out that he had been listening to my music because no he. No way. Yeah, because he had, you know, Googled himself and he was like, who's this? To cut he the world out and, so, and he handed him, he, he's like, I'm just a photographer, like, as a hobby. He's like, I really do, like, software stuff. So he gave me all like the, the back end, the website. He just gave me the domain for free. Wow. Yeah, and then nothing I, comes for free anymore. And then I traveled to France. <laughs> I traveled to Paris uh, this past summer, and I met him. No way. Really? Yeah, I met him. Oh really? Did you buy yeah. him? A Did you guys yeah. Yeah. Oh, I bought him a lot. I bought <laughs> I him a lot say, of stuff. You owe him, yeah. But uh. Yeah, we partied for like a whole day, but, and he had. Wait, a, you said you bought him all that stuff, and then you said you partied for a whole day. Yeah, we partied for a whole day. <laughs> yeah, we a whole What's going day? on here? What'd you bring him? Well, and then Be he had a right? he had a friend he had a friend that he brought with who could speak English because he couldn't speak any English. Wow. I couldn't speak French, and the guy was there and and translated for us for like a good hour, and then he left, and then it was just we just oh, got oh, drunk oh, and we were just staring at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it was really cool because I that met this cool. you know he has my last name, so we have like this weird bond. See, there's good people out there still. There is, mm-hmm. yeah, even in the even in France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Believe it or not. Do you also play music, or should we, just, I... should we only talk about art? No, no, no. We could talk about music. You do music. Uh, it's another form of a, of expression, and uh, so uh, we have this band called the Warriors of the Apocalypse. Is my old friend. He plays uh-huh. guitar, and uh, he came back from LA. He tried to make it in LA, and he found out that you know, unless you are. Unless you're doing certain favors for certain people mm. all the time, oh, yeah. Harvey you know, yeah, giving up that ass, <laughs> no. and, uh, you know. So he My went and did it. He went and did it. He came back. Yeah, and. Uh, and he, I said, he'd come to my to my spot, and I was like, well, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm not really doing much. I said, well, why don't you? He's a kick-ass guitar player. I was like, why don't you play here? He's like, well, I'll play here, but you have to you have to sing. And I was like, ah, I don't really, you know. Back in the day, so I'm, I'm 50 years old, and I've been around, but we've always had performance groups and weird shit and pouring paint on ourselves and being <laughs> fucking crazy and knocking shit over and being <laughs> radicals. So I didn't want to do that anymore, but he talked me into it and the next thing you know I'm writing all these lyrics so basically I'm a front man I just sing and I sing about how uh, how fucked up our government is and uh, you know some of the lyrics are um, tyranny and oppression the enemies at the gate 
You must open your mind or the devil seals your fate. Ooh. Lies and illusions in a mind of seclusion, invisible chains that bind your soul in chaos and confusion. Oh my Shit gosh. Like Can we print delay and reverb Bars. on Bars. all of that? secretly the front man of Tool? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love, see, I grew up. We got to get him on Sway in the morning. I, I agree. I, grew I agree. Up. We got a major James Keenan over here. When Ministry came out, there was, uh, in, in, Industrial Music came out in the 90s, Wax Tracks Records, right? Yes. It was Ministry, it was Pig face it was uh, skinny puppy skinny puppy, skinny puppy. Was, uh, yes it was who's the other guy who everybody nine loves? inch nails nine inch nine nails, nails exactly yeah. so they were all here in chicago recording at tracks records and uh i was also around Filter. i was also around during the days of house music house music was created in chicago when they first got their 808s yep. and they started making electronic music so i was privy to all of that. I used to go to the underground house parties in the 80s in Chicago underneath Wacker Drive where I was the only white person there but we had black friends in high school and they would take us there. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> and you could hear the music from a block away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were like, holy shit, this is... You can't this do is... that anymore. No, you, you can't. You cannot yeah, do that anymore. That's what I'm saying. That's why we're, we, are, we are facing tyranny everywhere we look. I... I can't leave this place without worrying about getting a ticket on my car, yeah. right? Uh, you better pay your rent on time. There's, there's late fees on that. So there's always this oppression, which is always bombarding us. So um, uh, that all my lyrics are about freeing us from these from these invisible chains that bind your soul in chaos I've, and I've confusion. seen it. I've seen yeah. it. And the, the Pilsen art crawls, when those happen, I've yes. seen a couple of performances there. Yes. Every, You're dressed yeah. head to toe in a crazy outfit and then yeah, singing, so we, and then the next second he takes it off and it's him and he's saying hello to all the people yeah. in his face. And I'm like, still dripping sweat. And, <laughs> yeah, so when we go on stage... We couldn't be in street clothes because I make these crazy sculptures and uh, and then uh, he's like, well, we got to get a band together and I was like, fuck. So I started writing some songs and my girlfriend over here, she would help me. I was like, you know what rhymes with tyranny, you know? And she she's breaking out the thesaurus and shit, so she helped me out a lot. But then I was like, we can't go on stage in street clothes. We got to look yeah. fucking badass. Yep. So then I had to learn how to make costumes. <clears throat> And my girlfriend. And the headpieces, and the headpieces yes, all hand sewn. And I had to learn how to sew. So Damn. I ended up making these crazy ass costumes. And my band member had to make the costumes. And I had to make the helmets for the girls. So then we yep. have, we always have two or three girls performing with us. They are called the Cyber Kinetic Impact Unit. And they are like the fembots. Yep. They become, I think I so know we one of them. become the sculptures live doing the performance. And we got a new venue. It's called the House of the Apocalypse. It's in Pilsen. It's 1908 South Halstead, oh, and every once a month, is that the same we place? have shows there. It's a, a new place. Away. You do yeah, not. You both live, live in Pilsen. I was going to get there. You got 19th and Halstead. Oh, my God. You got to come and do a show because we have a stage, and we, we always try people? to find interesting yeah. bands to yeah. play. Yeah. So, All right, what's your phone number? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll swap it. Yeah, hey, we'll we'll do it later. Yeah. Right? Brian, I have a question. Before techno and house music arrived on the scene with its drum machines it sounds like your your art and your music was like already pretty political like were you did you start out as like uh in the punk scene or had, did you just sort of like wake up one day with like really good weed and just you figured it out like what happened uh south side iron maiden because you're a south side native right? south side native yeah. iron maiden black sabbath it's a rowdy blue area. jean jackets cut off sleeves lots of pins right you were like a stereotype uh, from like an 80s movie. I How was. We, yep. We had garage. You had a mohawk too, right? I used to have a mohawk. <laughs> then, we had, then we had the bird cut, I which was a, the bird mask cut. I gotta see a picture. Oh my God, you will die. We played garage we'll, bands. We'll provide covered. those photos, uh, you know, somewhere. <laughs> Playing Van Halen oh covers, you know. Ooh, I want to hear that. Yeah, uh, you know, so we did all that type of thing in high school. 
in grammar school, really, we started in grammar school. Once we hit uh, public high school, uh, that's when it all changed. That's when we got uh, introduced to everything else. Before, when you're young, you're just you're. It's a close knit little neighborhood, and you have your little friends, and you know everybody on the south side's rock and roll. You know, disco sucks. You know, uh, none of that <laughs> shit. Shout out, disco sucks. Yeah, all that shit. You couldn't do that shit because you had to be this tough right. south side kid. Meyer, right? I think it was Meyer? Steve Dahl. Yeah. You get pounded yeah. if you listen to disco, man. Right. So I was uh, this uh, south side Not rock and roll kid. Miami. How do you well, feel about but, disco yeah. now? I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I as love it. it. As long as the disco song, so good. As long as yeah. the disco yeah. song is at least yeah. nine minutes long, the players, song, the drummers, the bassists. Yes. How did they, they were real I'm like, musicians? How did they do that? Real musicians back yeah. then. Yes. Not saying that there aren't real musicians now, but yeah, now I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's arguable. Yeah, well, I, call them, I call them rendered, yeah. rendered musicians. Yeah, they're still real, but it's the rendered version of. Yeah, it's interesting. Sylvester didn't have. Pro Tools. Right. So that's your salon? No, Sylvester, he's a disco disco artist. (laughs) Just joking here. Chris, I would love to hear about what it is like being a touring musician. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like doing it. Like you and and, uh, Pat have both lived that life super hard, harder than most people I know, to be honest. I mean, like, uh, not to throw you under the bus here, but, you know, Pat here has played with, like, Modest Yahoo and... Has played with three so you've big gone bands. on like good tours. Well, he's, he's <laughs> subject like Electric Forest, but sorry, I'm telling your story. We don't you, like to use the word "good." You don't want to curse it, but it's we went on, on successful. You stayed in hotels. Yeah, yeah. You had a stipend, but like you both, you both, like professionally made your living doing music more than one time, and I would yeah. love to hear you guys talk about that a little bit. Um. Well, yeah, my my tours were really like. You know, we would stay. We would stay at people's houses. We would play in front of six people. We sold out the Sorry, House of Blues. We sold out the House of Blues in two thousand eleven. I remember that show. Oh. We we've sold it out like awesome. more than once. House uh, of Blues. Yeah. When? Like two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Mathian version one I had that on my note sheet, so I was testing. And and we and then the next day we were in. Davenport, Iowa, and we played for like ten people. So there's no, there's no like time to really like bask in the glory, if you will. We had this amazing night, and we thought we were on top, and then, right. and then we're in Iowa and right. building your, character. your own amp and shit. And it's really right. sad when Iowa doesn't give a fuck about you. When was the last time you gave a fuck about Iowa? Apologies to Right now. Sorry about that. There are some people I love in Iowa. Can you guys describe that moment where, like, as a deadbeat? Artist, musician, sleeping on couches, you like reach a point where you wake up one day and you're like, Holy shit, I'm about to play a show for like thousands of people. Like, I'm not couch guy anymore. Like, what does that feel like? Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I don't even know how to even answer that. You should, you well, should. Up. You know what that feels it's like. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Like, if you have a, you know, the day of a big show, it's the only thing you think about. You, you wake up and you can't treat it like a normal oh. day. You try to, but. I always go buy an outfit. Yeah, I would go. I would go to. I would go to Lincoln Park and buy an outfit. I'm feeling like a salad instead of a burger. Something's going on here. It's a big day. Yeah, no burgers, you say? Well, I just feel like it helps with the whole. You know, there's a lot of weight in there already. Yeah, from all the nerves. Yeah, I would. I would like actually not eat a lot of food at all on days of gigs. That's why I do salads. Yeah, couple two tree leaves. So you just chain smoke, have a box of Franzia. <laughs> Go up and do it. 
Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful with the with the substances. What? Yeah. I don't think I ever asked. What, what's like the main instrument that you play? Or like, well, I know I, you're multi instrument. When I play or? live, it's it's guitar because that's guitar. my most fluent instrument. I've been Same. playing guitar since I was eight, Jay. eight or nine, and uh, yeah, so it's the most comfortable. Like if I don't have a guitar and I'm on stage, I don't know what the hell. Like I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, Dancing's no There's good. no way I could I've play keyboard <laughs> and sing at the same time. Dancing's like, garbage. <laughs> yeah, Dan, I did do a few gigs like uh, before I moved away from Chicago in 2013. I did a few gigs where I had a big band and I had a guitar player and I like I sang with like no guitar. And I remember everybody came up to me after the gig. It was at uh, Double Door. They're like, it's so weird seeing you without yeah. a guitar. Do you need to play the guitar again? That's how I feel yeah. about dancing. Like, I love yeah. dancing, but like, if I don't have a guitar, uh, it's. It's weird. What do you do with your hands? It's, it's, uh, yeah, I just don't know. I think I a few Baracus? times during the show I like did like air oh, guitar because yeah. I was so used to it. <laughs> oh, you yeah. know? As as musicians, like how do you make money in this kind of modern modern environment? I mean, like, is it just SoundCloud, All right. YouTube shit? Like, I, how do you make your money? Do you? I, I um I do a lot of uh, commercial work, so I work for brands, nonprofit organizations. Are you a jingle writer? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, licensing. not really jingles. I'm not doing like you know, plug it in, plug it in. Right, right. But, but, <laughs> but, but definitely like I do a lot of corporate work, like people like corporate corporations, or I know a lot of videographers, okay. and they'll and they'll be like, oh, you know, so and so, this big company, uh, is doing a video marketing uh, project where it's just like I think it's just for their employees or like something. Internal. It's like a lot. Of, you know, it's a lot of like people like at desks talking to the camera, like here, Ed, <laughs> blah 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 blah. Yeah. We. I've been an evil corp for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> My dad K's. was an evil corp. His dad was an evil corp. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it's that whole thing. And then, I, I, and then I just, I create music for that. And that's, that's, you know, it's fantastic because. So your advice is sell out. You don't have to sell out because you can do that and not tell anybody and not go on a podcast and let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> the beautiful thing is, is that nobody is that, knows you sell out. Yeah, is that uh, what I learned too is that the people that are sitting next to each other, Brian and you, are you? If if at any point you need something from each other that you guys have that the other acquires, you know what I mean? Like that, you don't need to do the corporate stuff. You have two talented people who have things going. Maybe he can write a score for That's you. True. Know, I, just I definitely out, could. I just found out he lives a block away from my house. Exactly. So, there we go. Come by. Exactly. And that's what it's all about. We they don't as, teach as, this stuff in uh, school. As you guys shop you, the same grocery store? Uh, Casa No, tell me, is that nearby? Because I've been yeah. walking the jewel. Oh. I've been walking the jewel on Roosevelt. It's Jules, awful. Jules, Jules, it's about, it's about the and same. then I walked home one day and I got stuck in the little UPS stockyard over there. Oh, the wrong way. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. hop the fence. Right. You used to be able to. Back in the day. Yeah. Jewel was probably back the when closest. People were in I had eggs. You know, yeah. I had eggs in a in yeah. a, in you a have bag. To walk, you have yeah. To walk past so that's an egg this studio. Pacific Art Mission. <laughs> he had webos with you. How, yeah. How about Brian? What do you have to say just about just staying consistent and like <sighs> like the, the drive behind well, i mean as an you artist this long. yeah uh, like, like he right. said you have to do uh you have to do gigs but you don't tell anybody about it right yeah. so my whole thing is uh i'm a successful artist and uh that's how everybody sees me but they don't see i have to go like you know do some paint some restaurants or you know lay some floor down or build some walls over here you know and some two by fours but uh it, basically, now everything is, is your image. You have to portray yourself a certain way. So I just portray myself as a successful artist, and then uh, everybody uh, believes it. Although I, I am, <laughs> but I, I don't. A really, a true successful artist only makes his money off of his art, right? Right now, I make half my money off my art. Uh, the other half, 
I, I, you know, I work these uh, freelance artists, paint murals and wherever Tell someone's home. Yeah, so you got to do that until... Bread and butter, my friend. Bread and butter. You don't hate doing that, you. though, right? I, I don't hate doing it. Because I don't hate making these weird songs for no, these corporations. No, because you're still working care. with paint. They give you creative yeah. uh, You're both doing rain. jingles in your own way. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but... What, what, I find, it's great. What, what I find really respectful about you is that um, as a musician, it's hard enough to make money playing music yeah. but but like but but also in a painter or a sculptor like that is something that was very like very high class very looked upon back in the day but now yeah. like how how, how do you keep up with it's competition not, or how do you you know what i mean like it's not easy and the, the uh you know the art market is a totally rigged market just like the stock market right uh if you want to become yeah. a famous it's money artist, laundering for rich people it's money laundering for rich people exactly and you have the one percent all of the famous artists Shout born, out rich people. Yeah. born wealthy, uh, born into the game, worked their way in, maneuvered, manipulated. Uh, Jeff Koons, one of the famous artists in the world, was a stock uh, broker in the 1980s in New York. Oh, Gordon Gecko. Yes, he was a Gordon Gecko. And he said, I'm going to make art. And then he had all his rich stockbrokers buy all his fucking art. And then he was wealthy. So then he got so in with the big galleries. Like, you know, yeah, so yeah. for us, it's a struggle to. When you don't know any wealthy people, you have to do it. You have to grind, just like anything. It's uh, if you want to be successful, you never give up. You uh, you be determined and uh, you follow your dreams, man. Follow so, your dreams. I guess to close it all out, though, is there anything, any advice? I, I was I was actually a guest a month ago on this very show. Last time when he was a guest, we asked him what his advice was and. He asked us about our advice. And I yeah, was like, was my advice is like, really, my co-host, really, dude, and now here he is. I really liked how he did that. How me. do you wake up on that couch, like, just scraping by and not give up that one time instead of the next time? Like, what is it? Like, how do you just keep going? Sheer will and determination, man. You got to want it. Just Sheer like, willpower, right? Yeah, just like anything. And when, when times are tough... It's even better yeah. because that's what drives you, right? Yeah. The second you get success, then you get money, then you get a nice house, then you get a nice car, then you start getting soft, right? So it's better <laughs> like to that. always stay hungry. You're not you know? wrong, though. You're not wrong. It's, it, I, that, at least for me personally, yeah. the, more if I if I got the money, I know it would ruin me. I'd get lazy, you know. So yeah. by by struggling, you wouldn't buy your own scrap anymore. Exactly. Right. I'd start buying nice <laughs> nice shit. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't be finding. You it got on other the people building your racket for you. Right. Alfred, what scrap have you acquired today? Exactly, <laughs> and by doing it yourself. I don't take you as that kind of person. Not since day well, one. That, okay, now you bring that up. Yeah. If you had a scrap butler, that might be kind of fucking cool. Yeah, DJ yeah. Scrap Butler <laughs> is playing a smart part. You got an idea there. So no, actually, sorry. All jokes aside, though, I mean, like, what? Like, how do you do it? Is it just is literally your answer just pure willpower? Because in those moments, yeah, it, it can be tough. Yeah, never give up, never surrender, never take a full-time job, artists. If you're an artist, never take a full-time yeah, job here, here. because that will always, that takes away all your time. So my whole life, I've always been self-employed and I always just work little side gigs enough to make the rent and then make art. Once you're once you're full-time employed, you it, it's over. You do, know you, what I mean? do you believe in the quote, good art comes from a broken heart? Hell yes, I do. It's <laughs> worked for me, my whole yeah. I got a song called A Broken Heart Makes a Perfect Pair of Wings. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh. I know the words to that song. <laughs> yeah. Which could be a great that's Hallmark a great, that's card. A great, yeah, that's a great. You yes. know, it could be a great, like, a condolence card, I, maybe. I don't feel like we covered it cash. enough, but Chris <laughs> yeah. Smith is, like, a really, really 
really talented like lyricist like he writes well good. he writes good music when the when the when the red record button stops we'll, we'll catch up more on that so well, we'll jam out chris do you, oh, have, yeah. do you have advice for the for the other bums out there my on my advice echoes the advice of brian's and and the the uh my determined or like my my will to, is you use the word will my will to create art or or um you know me being an artist it doesn't come from determination it comes from refusal to do anything else. I just don't want to do anything else. And that's what you have to have, I think. Maybe you have to have that. You're not supposed to. Yeah, you have to have, like, the, you know, your your uh, your stepdad's going to call you and be like, hey, did you get health insurance? Yeah. And you got to be like, nope. Loans, you <laughs> your nope. mother's sad. Made a cool song, though. Right. Uh, <laughs> to add to what you're saying, though, I think what's important to remember, and I'm speaking, like, personally as well, because I, you know, I do a lot of things, you know, marginally well, and, uh, there are moments where you have to remind yourself to remember like the context of the situation you're in and the art that you want to make. Like there is never going to be a moment where you hit this threshold and it's just smooth sailing and the inspiration comes to you from without. Mm -hmm. It comes from within. And if you're feeling sad or you're despairing, you need to remember like don't give up just turn it into art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I've had low moments in my life where I wound up, like, spite-producing an amazing event just to, like, put a big middle finger up for the universe. Like, it was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. you, universe. Yes, another promoter in Chicago or what I care about right now. Like, And the same thing, like, some of the some of the music that you've written recently, you literally wrote through, like, a breakup and, like, a bad situation for yourself, as you told me, you know, before well, we did the recording. But that's my of. point. Like, it's important to remember. I was actually ready. I was writing that music when I was in the relationship. Right. Well, that's my point. But it's it was, like, it's, it's called it's all, it's all yeah. art. It's all inspiration. It, you don't need to wait for things to be perfect. You take the bad and the good, and you make fucking art out of it. Yeah. But I will say... Uh, you rip and you wrap it. I, I will say there should be some sort of discipline, too. Not in, not in a very, like, uh, dogmatic sort of way. But definitely, you should be making shit every day. Every yeah. day? True. Yeah. Can we all agree on that? You should yes. just do something every day, right? Yep. How Picasso many hours are in a day? day? I don't mean smoking weed. I mean like... Oh, I don't know. An hour of your art. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. Wait, what do you say, Del? I, just, I know. It's like I was saying, like, you should make art every day. Like, not just like smoking weed and having ideas. Like, you should actually like work on <laughs> yeah. your craft. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. hard too, because some days you want to sleep for eighteen hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need discipline. <laughs> you lack discipline. Yeah, but I mean, you know, sleeping's very artistic. Sleep is <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm a Pisces, so like yeah, I just like to sleep. Oh, When's really? Me too. Yeah, Wait, three 23rd. Pisces. Oh, we have the same birthday. Pisces, am I got the same birthday? So this is actually the first rip rap we've ever had, where the guests just left dating each other. Like we've always had at least one of the hosts. So Peter Fonda has our birthday. Yeah. Aziz Ansari has our, yeah. has our birthday. Dakota Fanning has our birthday. The Age of Aquarius Great. has begun, my friend. Fantastic. Um, so look, guys, I gotta wrap it up. I want to thank our amazing producers, uh, Marcy and Joel with Fat Tongue Studios. Thank you, Joel. Thank yeah. you guys for being amazing. I want to thank our amazing producer and musician of our theme song, Flaming Osis. He does the jingle you guys are all so fond of at this point. And I want to thank you, the uh, listeners, the guests, everybody involved. This is Rip Rap, and uh, it wouldn't be what it was without amazing guests like you. Thank, Thank you, Dell. Bye. Thank you, guys. Yeah. So long, everybody. Are you trying to prove you can't take more than
Hat sie kalt. 